Hi, welcome to Two of Twelve, the podcast where we talk about believing for the impossible, hearing God in the midst of process, sharing stories of breakthrough as we walk into the fullness of what He's promised. Join us as we journey together into all that God has. Hey, everyone. This is Jared. And Lee. Hi, Lee. (laughs) Hello. I love your emphatic hello. (laughs) That is kind of your signature Nike swoosh of a greeting. It is, but you know, that is my sound. That's your sound. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's Lee. (laughs) It's like my voicemail of the podcast. (laughs) It is. It is. With that dramatic pause, you think you're talking to you, but it's not you. Those people. Worse. If that's you, please stop. Maybe you don't know that it's you. But this is a word. Time to stop. <laughs> Maybe if you know someone that does that, you know what we're talking about? It's like where someone says <laughs> like, hello. It sounds like they're picking up the phone, but it's not. It's their voicemail. If you know somebody that does that. Yeah. Be a friend. And tell them. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about the topic of retreating. Maybe that's for that person as well. You need to retreat from your terrible voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm like, does mine mine sound like that? (laughs) So today, yeah, on our our podcast today, we're going to talk about retreating. Um, First, the why retreating, how we retreat, um, the benefits spiritually, physically, emotionally, um, kind of how we do it, the rhythmics, nature of it. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our retreat framework that we wrote over five years of doing it, failing, having immense short shortcomings and learning a lot. But so Lee, in your words, why do we retreat? You know, I, I love retreating now. I haven't always when we started to because I didn't have a way to do it. But why we retreat? Goodness. Well, first of all, the Bible is full of stories woven throughout that really tell of the personal encounters with God. And more often than not, they occur in solitary places Mm. that his presence reveals itself in unique and goodness, even sometimes unforeseen ways. So if scripture has so many people throughout journey into these moments of God showing up alone in the wilderness, that's why we started to do it. Mm. And with that, you know, of course, Jesus did it throughout scripture as well. He took time apart and to get alone. It even says that he did it every day. So retreating isn't just like these big moments, these big crescendo moments, but it can be in the everyday. So why retreating is that it really helps us to come into alignment with what God is doing in each of our lives Mm. and also gives us a time to set aside where we can commune with him. Hmm. Would you say it's a tool you seem to help you slow down? Yeah. Reflect and also look ahead. Yes, absolutely. It does help us to slow down. And when we plan it into our calendars, I look forward to it. I really do because it creates space that we don't have the other times of the year, times of the quarter, the month, etc., where we can get slow, slow down, 
and allow God to speak. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I mean, can you give us an example too? Like people do it, but there's other examples in scripture where we see just the slower pace. Can mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably one of the larger ones, Moses, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's going to these different places. You see Abraham doing it. Um, David in some way taking a daily retreat mm-hmm. where he's going up to his apartment or condo. I'm assuming it was a condo. <laughs> Uh, opening his window and praying throughout yeah. the day. And so kind of demystifying it in the corporate world, they take retreats to team build and grow and do an adventure course or run on hot coals to build this this synergy. And in the spirit, we do the same thing. Jesus's ministry starts with a 40-day fast and retreat. We see him constantly leaving people, either hopping in a boat, climbing a mountain, retreating. Um and some of the, the prophets throughout the Old Testament, Elijah retreated, um, some of them were more um, hermits in nature, some of the desert fathers, but there's always this solitude moment with the Lord where they encounter his presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, not only is it a biblical thing, but it's an emotional benefit as well. It's a physical benefit and... You know, we need a break from our emotions. In a, a post-COVID time, emotions are higher than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, emotions are powerful and they're very pronounced in this season where everyone's very emotionally charged. And I believe being under that constant um, communication with our phones and screens and media and all these things we need to decompress mm-hmm. strategically. We can't just sit and be silent. That's part of it. But we need to sit with the Lord and actually allow him, like David says, like God, to search me and know me, mm-hmm. to test me, to know my anxious thoughts. And for a lot of us, we're living in this low-grade depression, low-grade anxiety, low-grade tension that has been left unresolved. And it's manifesting in some people through emotional disorders and diseases and things of that nature that mm-hmm. are becoming more and more pervasive. And you know, I was reading something the other day about just antidepressants becoming more and more popular in younger and younger kids. And, and that's ridiculous that these kids are under this level of pressure mm-hmm. before uh, they're out of adolescence and into adulthood. So as mothers, fathers, friends, Whoever, getting these rhythms of taking care of ourselves spiritually and emotionally, um, I think is more imperative than ever. And actually, a, a pastor named John Lowe from Epicenter, Pasadena, spoke at our church on Sunday about these rituals that he and his wife, Evelyn, practice to get themselves grounded and rooted with the Lord. Um, because times are shaking and the mm-hmm. things are changing, but if we're rooted um we will have those those solitude spaces to go with the Father. Right. So what are some physical things you see um, as a benefit of retreating as well, maybe that you've noticed or maybe an example that you could think of? Yeah, you know, if we, if we think about exercising, we're not going to exercise all day every day. Our muscles would never grow because we're constantly breaking them down. What about the gains? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, but we need those rest days, right? Mm-hmm. Any good physical trainer that I've ever talked to or, or you know, YouTube 
Socialite. <laughs> you know, we've been doing YouTube workouts in this season. They've been great, actually. We really enjoyed them. But they say, hey, you need a rest day or, hey, we're going to stretch today. Um, so, you know, you're we're in the same way. We need physical breaks from the constant nature of life. Our, our bodies will heal better. They'll recover faster. And there's really purpose in seasons to, to take a break. So the same physically, you know, with exercise, it's the same with our minds and our minds are obviously physical as well, you know? And, and so when we create this space with our minds and giving our bodies even a rest, we can go run further and faster hmm. than we than we could if we just kept going and going hmm. and going. So like even even plants do it, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, if you look at if you just take oak trees, because oaks are used throughout scripture to represent the children of God, oak trees shift between a year of growing a wide canopy and a year of growing a deeper root system. Right. And so we're already seeing this rhythmic rest growth expansion depth um you know you think of farmers who work on fields are always rotating crops to give that portion of the land Mm -hmm. rest and um, the year of jubilee in the bible was a year of seven years where they would give animals and slaves and the land rest um i think the slaves were set free in that season Um, my scholars correct me send me a note um But we even see that in the agrarian society in which the Bible really showcases throughout. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the main things that I love about retreating is our yeses and nos. We like to call them holy yeses and holy nos. When you take the time and space to ask God what you need to be focused on for a season, it really allows you to hone in on, hey, what am I saying yes to and what do I have to or what am I being invited to say no to? And I believe that that's a word for someone listening. There's been some things that God has asked you to say no to, but you haven't because of an ask or because of whatever it may be. But if if it's not what you're supposed to be doing in this season, then out of obedience, we need to say no. And retreating allows you to get really clear on what those yeses and nos are. Mm-hmm. So, Jared, talk to us a little bit about how often do we retreat? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So, for us personally, we've developed a yearly retreat. So I love those. Yeah, I love the year. They're usually <laughs> longer. They're usually more of a trip-based. Yeah. Um, but we get away for at least three days. Mm-hmm. Ideally, five days. Um the dream state is like a week plus. <laughs> We're not there quite not yet. not there yet. Um, but three to five days, and then each of us kind of split up, um, taking a, a half day or a full day to ourselves. That's between four and eight hours. Mm-hmm. And the other one of us will go into the woods and or into wherever we're at and really just disconnect. Just turn off our phones, uh, turn off music, really just sever all communications. And so that's kind of our yearly retreat um, and then we take a quarterly retreat, not as long, not as in depth, um, usually between two and four hours mm-hmm. is the duration of that. Um, monthly, we're taking, you know, a full day. Usually it's like a two to four hour day to ourselves. Um, weekly, we try to do an afternoon, um, like a two hour afternoon to ourselves. And then daily, um, we're spending time with the Lord. And so weekly, we also Sabbath. Mm-hmm. We have a 24 hour Sabbath right. in there. 
And then daily we do a, a FaceTime at the beginning of the day with the Lord for about an hour. Um, and then at the end of the day, we do kind of a reflection period with the Lord to go through the day, the weeks, the months. And so um, how about yourself? What do you see some of the rhythms we've developed or um, patterns that you've either found value in or you're always looking to change or embellish? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said because we're a family and that's what we mm-hmm. do. And those are our rhythms for this season. But it's really important for people listening to recognize that retreating looks different depending on the season that Absolutely. you're in. Right. So perhaps one day when we're empty nesters, we're going to be able to take a two week long yearly retreat. But if you're in a season where that you know, even a three-day retreat, a yearly retreat sounds too much, that's okay. What is God inviting you into? And the yearly one, I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, I go away every year. That's great. But the, what we have found is the quarterly, monthly, and weekly time as well is just as important mm-hmm. because it's in those quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily times with the Lord is when we can actually go back to the yearly things that he speaks and mind them mm-hmm. and to say oh, and pray into, okay, you spoke this back in January. Everybody gets those words in January. But I think if I were to ask 100 people, and I haven't, but if I were, Actually, I did on Instagram. You did. I did. And and it was a small um, focus, but I about, I'd say, if I remember correctly, like 73% of the people were like, I don't, I'm not doing anything. I remember the word, but I'm not really stewarding it. The other 25 were like spot on. Maybe they have a retreat guide. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just want to encourage you that it looks different in each season. So it's okay. If it's 20 minutes, awesome. If it's two weeks, great. But um, it just looks different and that's okay. So we've got parts of the retreat in Mm -hmm. our framework that we wanted to go over briefly on this podcast today. Um, So tell us, Jared, what's the overview of parts of a retreat, whether it's yearly or or daily? Mm -hmm. So we have really three main sections. We have a pre-retreat we have a during the retreat, and then we have a post retreat. And each part really builds upon itself. So as we step into a pre-retreat stage, we're praying, we're having a dialogue with God. Um, I was grown up, I always learned that prayer uh, was a monologue and God was in the audience listening to mm-hmm. us. But over the last several years, I'm learning that prayer is a dialogue. We're, we're telling, we're asking, we're inviting, And it's a really simple process of communing with God. And it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. It can be very simple as we're talking to each other right now Mm -hmm. and dancing back and forth. So we're praying, we're seeking God out. This is where we get into some practicals. Where are we going? How long are we going for? Um, Are we going with someone? Are we going by ourselves? Are you needing spiritual healing? Are you needing physical healing? Are you needing emotional healing? And these are some of the things to start exploring with God because we want to come into the retreat with a sense of intentionality. Mm -hmm. So when we come in intentional, it it actually allows God to start to speak into these places. You might need something in this season. You might need, you know, a breakthrough in an area of a relationship or finances, um, And this is where, as we start going on these retreats more rhythmically, the Lord will start to speak and you'll start to see this beautiful narrative um, play out throughout the years and years of doing it. Like we said, we've been doing it over five years now 
and I'm still mining things that God spoke five years ago. I know, it's so cool. It's beautiful because it starts to define not just the season, the months, the years ahead, but really the decades and decades of our lives. And so looking forward to that 10-year mile marker with the Lord and the (laughs) 20-year mile marker to see looking back of what he spoke. So what would be a next piece in our pre-retreat planning? So once you, you pray and you prepare, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. After well, that, let's get back into the preparation. So okay, I'm prayed. ready to jump ahead. <laughs> we, we've, we've prayed with the Lord. We we've really prepared. sought Him out. Now, what is the preparation piece? Oh, this is like where you were talking about like we. What are the things we need to mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also gets super duper practical. Right, so this is going to be to gather some supplies, like a journal, a Bible, any additional reading material that God highlights, and location-based supplies too. Like if you're at the beach, you might need a towel. If you're going to the woods, a hammock. You, this is the kind of the stuff that you forget about that you just ca- like do automatically. But God wants to be in that. So what do you need to prepare? If you're a parent, it means that you may have to get a sitter or find something for your kiddos to do while you retreat. Yeah, what about snacks? What does oh. snacks fit in there? <laughs> well, if you're fasting, no snacks. <laughs> but- so, well, quick funny story. We were um, we were fasting, I mean not fasting, we were retreating, and we went to this spot out in Idlewild, California, and man, I, I decided to sit on the ground. I thought it was a great thing to do. It was like, I'm just gonna sit under this tree with the Lord. I didn't bring anything to sit on, that was the worst retreat uh, ever. Worst retreat ever. <laughs> I was pregnant. I think you were. And I was just miserable physically <laughs> sitting there. Um, I I sat on roots for about two hours. They left a physical imprint in my body. And then I got attacked by ants. Yes. And I was hungry. I was, yeah, we did not plan food well or water. Um, <laughs> got got attacked by ants. I got a pair of shorts ruined by sap. Um, so learned a lot on that first retreat. It wasn't a first retreat. That it was, was one of our retreats. It was one of our retreats. I was pregnant, like really pregnant. <laughs> and I've gone back to my notes though from that retreat. And guys, people, you, you're if it's a worst retreat, God can use it. Because I go back and look at that retreat and he still spoke really impactful things on that retreat, even though we were hungry and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the pre-retreat. Now, during retreat, Jared, tell us a little bit about what do we do while you're on retreat, mm-hmm. aside being attacked from ants. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I like I like to start vertically. Um, I heard someone say the cross is first vertical, then it's horizontal. And so I, I really start by praising God. Um, this is me thanking him for really who he is, not necessarily what he's done, but his character and nature. This is kind of my rhythm and my my time of the Lord each day, just edifying God for who he is. God, you're almighty, you're amazing, you're awesome. And, you know, there's different models. Um, The Acts prayer is a great model if you're just getting into this and learning it. And so it starts with adoration. And so I'm really just thanking God for that. And um, it really comes out of Psalms 100. David says, like, I enter your your courts with thanksgiving and praise and um then I'll start to actually start making a list or I'll come with a list of what he's done in my life. So I start thinking like really practically, like you've done this in relationships, you've done this in friendships, you've done this in my marriage, you've done this in our ministry, you've done this in my neighborhood. And I'm really just thanking God for all the practical, 
tangible things like little fruit that he's he's cultivated in our lives and um, really I start to speak those things over the areas I'm asking God for during that time so if I'm in a financial need I'm saying hey God you paid this bill or you showed up miraculously with this client or customer we're working for and so I start using them as like faith bombs if you will into the place in my life that needs that infusion and so what would be the next step after we praise the Lord? Lee. So while you're on retreat, you praise and then you pause. So this is where you get to be still and listen. You just quiet your heart and mind before God. Um, I One of the things that we talk about a lot in inner, inner healing that we do with people is you get to set your will and you become like, I'm determined and I'm in a resolved place in my spirit to be expectant to commune with God, whoever he wants to speak. And so that's where you get to just posture your heart to listen. You're going to be quiet. So get rid of your phones. Don't even bring them with you. But if you need to put them on, do not disturb, tell someone where you are so that they know where you mm-hmm. are. Um, but just get distraction free. And we also love to start with um, some simple breath work. So like inhaling his presence and exhaling burdens or distractions and to really begin to connect to his heart. Mm, that's great. And so after you praise and pause, that's when you get to work through what we call our framework worksheet, which if you have our retreat guide, you get to work through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's several different parts of that worksheet that you're going to go through. What are the first two, Jared? And we're just going to keep these really high level, um, but just for the purposes of this podcast, what are the first two things that you'll work through? Sure. The first one is just identity. Yeah. Really want to know who we are in God. Always coming back there. And I heard someone say that as children of God, we all have the blessings of God. But for anyone that has multiple kids or friends that have more than one, each kid might have the same last name, but they have a different personality or gift set. And so as children of God, we have a different personality and gift set than anyone else in the body. We We have a unique experience and history with the Lord as well. So God, what are the unique things about me that you love about me? Some may deem it a quirk, but the Father has placed it there for you to know not only who you are, but whose you are. We've done a podcast about that. We have done that. (laughs) But it's just a beautiful thing to really start to combat the lies um, that do come against and challenge us. And so a great question is, God, who do you say that I am or what do you love about me? Yeah. Um, The next section is purpose. Really, we go from identity to purpose as a byproduct of who we are. And so this is what we do, what we're called to do, and really when we're called to do it. And so I like to write down each of my roles as a father, a brother, a leader, a friend, a creative, a dreamer, etc. And I start asking the Lord for the things to define each one of those, whether it's a word or a verse or someone, something, someone spoken over me in years past, I'm reminding myself, I'm reminding the Lord of those things. And this is where I really start to ask the Lord, what do I start putting on the shelf and what do I start taking off? It, it brings things into a seasonality. And then Lee, what are the next couple of things that people are going to explore in this framework? So after purpose, we really like to think about boundaries. And this is where I talked about earlier in the episode about yeses and nos. So our boundary lines fall in pleasant places. So what is God asking 
you to say yes to and what is he asking you to say no to? We have this phrase that not every good thing is a God thing, but every God thing is mm. a good thing. It's a good word. So that's where this comes in uh, with the boundaries and figuring out, okay, God, what, what do you have for me in this season? Yes. And what do you have for me in the season? That's a no. Mm. That's great. And then from there, uh, we talk about promises with God. Um, like our identity, our promises are constant. However, there are, and I quote, 7,487 promises made by God Whoa! in, in scripture about humans. Um, and so we get to ask God, which promises is he highlighting specific to us in this season? And where do, what, which, which ones do we need to focus on to grow in? And what promises is he revealing to us? Is he leading us through? Um, and then, of course, you know, he has something for us in this season and the ones to come. So we get to ask him about those promises. And then the final part of the framework worksheet are intentions. And we hear a lot about intentions just in the world today, like set a positive intention. But there's a reason for that, which is that they work, mm -hmm. but the world often leaves God out of it. But when you bring God into it, you get to actually bring those promises into actionable steps. And so these statements can begin with things like, with God's help, I will, boom, like fill in the blank. Or by saying no to blank, God is creating more space to do blank. Or I see myself as blank, like God sees me. Those are godly intentions that can be lived out throughout a year, throughout a quarter, throughout a month and that you can build upon in the weekly and the daily time with the Lord. That's beautiful. It helps us grow. Helps us grow. It helps us realize these promises and things God spoke are actually uh, obtainable, if you will, but it doesn't have to happen overnight. No, So for me, for me, it takes a lot of the burden off right. to be there, to arrive. Mm -hmm. For some of us, we, we really celebrate the end destination versus the process. Right. And this actually brings us, it actually ties us into process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you go on retreat, mm -hmm. you you do all the things, you fill out the, the worksheet, and then there's this thing we call post-retreat, which is the 30 days following the retreat, which is so important. And this is where you get to you know retreat daily, weekly, and it's so important. Um, and so Jared, tell us a little bit about post-retreating and what you do there. Yeah, it, it takes, what, 21 days or so, between 21 and 30 days. It's debatable. But it takes between <laughs> 21 and 30 days yeah. to create a habit. Right. And so if I'm renewing my mind and I'm building these new holy habits, if you will, I'm saying yes to the things of the Lord. Maybe it's saying simply no to, you know, watching an hour of TV before bed. That's okay, but it's going to take some time. And you'll start to see those habits grow and you'll start to see capacity and space grow as we start saying yes to the things of God and no to the things that we want. And so we try to commit minimum of 30 days and then 60 days and 90 days are really where we start to live those uh, intentions out practically. And they, they're coming from a habitual place versus a um, kind of a, a remembering, constant reminding mm -hmm. place. And so... Um, so for the next 30, 60, 90 days, these are just imperative for you and just give yourself patience, a lot of grace in the process because mm -hmm. you got to where you're at today through time and you'll get to where you're going with time. 
And so Lee, what are some practicals that people can do that we've incorporated? Um, and then how do they really connect with this retreat guide? Where do they find it? Awesome. So yeah, for the practicals after retreating, we like to place sticky notes. If you ever come to our house, you'll see there's sticky notes all over uh, that we, it's a sign of remembrance of what God has spoken while we're on retreat. We also like to tell friends or trusted people to, to share with them about what God spoke to help keep us accountable. Um, we like to create phone reminders to just pray and meditate at set increments throughout the day and just asking Holy Spirit for revelation into something that would be practical for you personally. You know, there might be something for you that he wants you to do to remember um, your retreating time with him. Um, so really practical. If you want more information about retreating with the Lord and our retreat guide, which is called the Forgotten Rhythm, you can get that at our website, 2of12.com, the number 2-O-F and then the word 12.com. But we're also, we'll put the link in the show notes today um, that will go right to our website. It's what? I think it's 11 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you, it's well worth it. I'd buy it. Um, obviously, we wrote it, but I would buy it because it's so good and really helpful. Well, we have bought it with tears and failure <laughs> and, the and, and mistakes and ants and sap and ruined shorts. <laughs> That's true. We bought it like 100 times over. Y'all send us a message. We have so many stories about failed retreats. We should do an episode. Yeah, you know, just failure. <laughs> failed retreats. <laughs> um, but then we could do an episode on lots of successful yeah, retreats exactly, too. Exactly. Um, but yeah, check it out. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for a friend. Gift it. Um, and go on retreat. And we would absolutely love to hear how your retreats go. You can uh, shoot us an email at contact at two of twelve and tell us your retreat stories. Maybe we'll do an episode about. Um, Retreat stories, successes and failures of us and others <laughs> one day. So well, that is it for our show today. Yeah. Be blessed, everyone. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. Know that wherever you're at, wherever you're going, the Lord is with you. Um, he has blessings for you. And as you create time and space to connect with him, he is, he is willing to be found and met by you wherever you're at today. So be blessed. Thanks for joining us on the 2 of 12 podcast. You can find more info about what we do at 2of12.com. Here's to your journey as you believe for and step into all that God has.